Welcome to the Manor. Welcome back to the Twin Terrors Macabre Manor of Mead, Metal, and Mayhem. I'm Jody. I'm James. Yeah. Woo! We, we obviously had no idea how we're going to start this. <laughs> <laughs> kind of uh, spur of the moment. <laughs> a little bit. Um, so last time we talked a bit about ghost stories for Christmas and some ghostly, horrible beasts that come along with what's supposed to be a fun, joyous holiday season. <laughs> uh, and everybody who knows what the season actually means <laughs> is laughing yeah. right now. Yeah. Oh, okay. You know, if you're Christian, sure, I get it. It's time of rebirth. And it is for... Pagans Wait a minute. Too. Wait a minute. Well, Jesus is born and it, taken away the sin of the world. Yeah, but it can't. It's the middle of winter. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> How can you have rebirth in the middle of winter? Well, the sun's coming back. Okay. I'll give you that one. That, that's it. Nights are getting shorter. It's still cold and horribly dark and scary, but yeah. You know. It's, okay. Yeah, but yeah, you're, you're, the days are getting longer, so there's more light. Okay, I get it. Yeah, the world is turning back to the new, even if it's not there yet. Yeah, okay. All right, I'll give you that one. <laughs> Look, I'm not saying any of them are right or wrong, because we know who's right. We are. <laughs> <laughs> what, yes, that's what I was waiting for. Thanks. <laughs> just, just remember that, folks. We're always right. <laughs> whether, whether, whether everybody else agrees with us or not, we're always right. <laughs> so anyway, to continue on a bit of this, and you'll notice that unlike October, where we put out two or three a week for a few weeks, these, these are still going to be our normal Friday episodes. <laughs> For you guys, <laughs> we were new to this and about killed ourselves. <laughs> well, we, we had a lot that came up in October, and, and, and turns out we had a lot we missed in October, so we're saving it for next year. <laughs> yes, that may be a normal October thing, but yeah, yeah, not, not every month or holiday. So, anyway, yeah. th there are some other really neat Christmas traditions out there, and they're not all as scary or horrifying or dark as Christmas ghost stories or. You know, some of the monsters we talked about last time. And, and I know we, we didn't mention a few. There's Krampus and the Yule Cat and the Frau Perkta. And quite a few who are, who are really scary, but it would seriously take a two or three hour episode or, or a dozen episodes to do them all justice. So, yeah. <clears throat> so we're not going <laughs> to. Right. Um, but one of the things we do want to talk about and some of its related attributes, and then maybe a little bit about how some of these are in popular culture to this day or offshoots. Uh, glue vine. What? Glue vine. Or glue wine, however you want to pronounce it. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's, it's a holiday tradition. I'm, I'm lost. What's that? Oh, it's the mold spiced wine. Oh. Yeah, that. That's a good holiday tradition. <laughs> I thought so. Anyway. <laughs> the, 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 the thing, the, being that we, we decided to do another episode about really is because, uh, and, and we've both seen it for a few years, I think. Uh, they yes. do the videos every year. They pop up on Facebook. And if you follow any pagan or anti-Christian or folklore or anything type of like that, you'll see the Mary Lewid, which is a hobby horse type of being out of Wales. Yeah. It's a skull of a horse, you know, and then of course you have somebody under the horse. There's a stick that goes up into the skull with the cloth over it. So it's, Yes, I'm glad you specified up into the skull. <laughs> oh. I'm painting a word picture. <laughs> Heathen. <laughs> so, 
Good. Joke on it, fucker. <laughs> so there's a horse skull <laughs> and, and a cloth that covers the guy carrying around the horse skull on a pole, fucker. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, it's at Christmas time. They just go around with the Mary Lou uh, chomping yeah. around the, the towns and what's not. And uh, they, um, it's sometimes a whole procession. You know, it's not just the Mary Lewis, but they'll have other people along too, dressed up. Uh, they'll have Punch and Judy, if, if you've ever heard about the puppets, uh, the yeah. Punch and Judy show, you know, where they bat each other around a fair bit and pretty cool. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's just a kind of neat thing. Mary Lewis, by the way, I've seen two names for it. One is Gray Mare. The other is Mother Mary. And... And while I don't think this is really a paganish thing, because I don't think there's much information about it prior to the 1800s, maybe even like 1800 itself. Yeah. But I, I, it still seems to me like they're doing some sort of old folklorist tradition, paganistic type of thing. And I don't see being a uh, recovering Catholic myself, uh, <laughs> Mary yeah. um, being appreciative of being represented by a horse skull. So... Uh, Mother Mary seems like it was a Christian trying to tack on Christian beliefs onto the Mary Lewis personally. Yeah. Well, they, I'm sure they just heard the name Mary and not knowing what it really means in Welsh. Yeah. Yeah. And and the fact that, so Mary Lewis is, we're pretty sure gray mare, but then there's the uh, Bwicka Lewis, which is the gray bogey, which is a similar type of thing, but at Halloween instead of at Christmas time. So, you know, you've got the Lewis in there for the gray for both. So that's where the gray part comes in. So, yeah, the, the Lewis is gray. And then you have Mary, and it's spelled M-A-R-I, not M-A-R-Y like Mary. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, I, I, would, I would not hesitate to tell somebody that Mother Mary is horribly incorrect. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't tell her that. But. Well, no, I like her. She's actually one of the few aspects of Catholicism I don't have an <laughs> issue with. <laughs> Well, getting out of theology <laughs> yes. and practicalities, I don't have an issue. <laughs> so, yeah, there are a lot of hobby horse uh, things, too, even around the Christmas time. And so, um, so, well, okay. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Right. Well, no, I was, I was going to say the, the video that I saw, because uh, you were talking about how they go around. I think you just mentioned this. Didn't you mention about how they go around house to house? Yeah, yeah, I have more actually about that. But, yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Well, no, I mean, if, that's, if you've got more about that, I'll let you because it's what, just what I saw in the video was that they go around and they sing and the, the people in the house will join them in singing and then invite them in for drink and food. That's my note. Yes. Yeah, that's, <laughs> what, that's what I thought. Yeah. That's why I was going to just let you go ahead. I'll let you expound on that. Let me just oh, say, no. I, I think that's good. That's, you're perfectly correct. Yeah. They go around and they sing and the people in the house will sing and sometimes it's just a good time and then they go in for food and drink. But the, the only thing I was going to add is sometimes it's an actual song battle where the Mary Lewis will sing, somebody in the house will sing after, and they'll keep going back and forth, back and forth. And then if the person in the house finally gives up and relents, that's when the Mary Lewis and its procession gets to go in and have food and drink. Oh, okay, cool. So yeah, sometimes it's just a fun thing where they're doing it. Other times it's a, a battle, but it's still a fun battle. It's not, you know, yeah. In fact, I, I can't imagine most people are, you know, in the house, play to win. I bet they play to have a good time and go as far as they can and then let the Mary Lewis win. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was going to say, I would, I would imagine that's kind of the, the way that winds up being. Is, oh, they came to the house. Well, we'll play along with this and then we'll invite them in. I, I, so one day I talked to my wife about doing this around my neighbor <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> but, you you want to live in that neighborhood, right? <laughs> 
well, I want to live and I happen to be in this neighborhood because, <laughs> because I've not really met any of your neighbors, but um, I've been in your neighborhood. I'm sure they wouldn't understand. <laughs> no, I, I'm not sure any of them would understand about half of them wouldn't care. Half of them would care a lot in a bad way. Yeah. Um, but none of them would jump in and join either on either in my, either the Mary Lewis procession or the house that would invite me in for food and drink. So yeah. bastards. Uh, but it, it's not the only uh, hobby horse either uh, that goes along okay. with the, the British Isles. There's the, the broad, although it's a bull instead of deer head, it's a bull head, but it's a Christmas bull. And, hmm. and that's out of the Cotswolds. And uh, sometimes it's on its own, but it's also associated with wassailing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, that's kind of what this sounds like in any way. Was sailing. Yeah, yeah. Just going around and enjoying a Christmas fun time with drinks and food in your village, your neighbors. Yeah. And uh, and, and there's the, the old ball, too, out of Lancashire, but that's an Easter tradition, but it's the same type of thing with the, the deer head on the hobby horse type of thing. But yeah, that's cool. kind of neat. Uh, Ireland has a similar tradition to the Laird Vaughan uh, in County Kerry. Does uh, the, the sort of Mary Lewis thing with the deer and then the hobby horse type of thing okay and uh, another so rather than be repetitive about all the hobby horses thing uh, another neat christmas tradition well actually on uh, all sorts of countries in northern europe but i know ireland has a really nice one too is Wren day which is saint stephen's day which is the day after christmas the 26th hmm. and uh the, the Wren boys go out these are guys dressed up in very colorful costumes uh motley colors and they go out and they kill a wren but it's they, they don't kill a real wren it's a fake wren but they bring it back through and it's just a big party and celebration <laughs> there's there's mumming and just all sorts of fun man i tell you they still are all i, I think a lot of those countries are still quite christian for the most part at least as oh, much yeah. as the states but they still have all these really neat things yeah i the i think some of the folk traditions didn't entirely get wiped out no and it's good and we were settled by Puritans, fuckers. Yeah. Which means we didn't even really celebrate Christmas for a very, very long time, which we discussed in the last episode. <laughs> right. So anyway, moving on. Uh, <laughs> uh, so that, that's really, I mean, we, we just found those to be kind of neat, a, a neat tradition and thought we'd talk about it. And yeah, it's, it's one of those things that if we go into more detail, it's going to be a lot of detail. And right. our 20 to 30, 40 minute episodes that we like to do is going to become too long. So. Yeah. So moving on to sort of a more popular culture thing, uh, the ghost stories we already talked about were uh, Charles Dickens' Christmas Carol, last time we, we discussed, continues on, and we have Scrooge with Bill Murray, and uh, almost every year there seems to be a new version out, whether it's a stage or TV or movie or musical, something where there's a, yeah. a takeoff of that. Um, but all Christmas stories, whether they're the more spooky or the not as spooky, we still seem to just really like scary things at Christmas for some reason. Yeah. And, and we still have monsters at Christmas, even modern monster, modern monsters. <laughs> uh, for example, the Grinch. Yes. Is a modern Christmas monster. <laughs> so gremlins. <laughs> gremlins was my next note. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, just gremlins, of course, the folklore, from the little monsters who took apart planes in World War II, so they would fall apart, um, became big again in the 80s with the Gremlins movie, which takes yeah. place at Christmas at, time. At Christmas, yes. 
So yeah, the Gremlins kind of co-opted Christmas a little bit, and it's a, their own sort of modern Christmas monster. Yeah, although that movie came out in the summer. <laughs> it, it did. <laughs> it did. But you're right, it does take place at Christmas. I, I will just say this. If you want to know some of the trivia about Gremlins, uh, go watch the movie with the commentary on. So uh, I, I'm, I'm, done. I'm kind of done here. I've got two more things uh, to, that are not tangents, but they're sort of separate from the other bits. Okay. Uh, the first is, surprisingly, be, this morning before we started to record, I watched the latest DuckTales episode. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, our DuckTales episode just posted a couple days ago, which gives you an idea of when we're recording this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but so I watched the latest, and it's a Christmas episode where the ghosts of Christmas past, present, and future are hanging out with Scrooge because several years ago they went to go hunt a Scrooge and they got the wrong Scrooge, but this Scrooge was way more fun, so now they party with him every Christmas. <laughs> um, but it is, it's just a really neat episode. Now, I won't go into a, a ton of detail uh, on it, but but I had a good time watching it. One of my favorite bits is David Tennant, I mentioned in the other episode, uh, yeah. is the voice of Scrooge McDuck, who also was, so he's the 10th Doctor, Doctor Who, and as they're getting who? swept away because every Christmas Eve, the ghost of Christmas past takes them all to a Christmas in the past where they can all hang out, and as they're getting swept away, Scrooge, voiced by David Tennant, goes, I hate time travelers. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, uh, I don't know, it's, it's a very heartwarming episode, though, you know, if you like that type of thing. The only other thing I was going to mention, um, there's a book I'm reading, which I read every year, or not every year, I read at Christmas time every two or three years, uh, along with the Christmas Carol that I mentioned in the previous episode, and that is yeah. Terry Pratchett's Hogfather. And uh, without going into the whole synopsis, because it's got several different plot lines that all resolve together, uh, that one of the things at the end that I found was neat, so it's kind of a spoiler, so if you want to fast forward a few seconds, Terry Pratchett gives a neat way of how festivals and holidays evolve in that Christmas on the planet, the disc world where this takes place, actually evolved where Hogfather's the Santa Claus of, of the realm, uh, starts with a boar, just a big boar being hunted every solstice because that's how they got the earth to, or the disc world to rotate back to get away from wintertime, which by the way, you all need to thank me. I do that every year also on the solstice. I go outside and I push us back. I'm serious. <laughs> I, I go out into the yard and, and I, and I push. <laughs> Maybe alcohol involved. There may not. There definitely is. <laughs> but we all, we, we all have our ways of making sure the earth rotates back to warm weather. So we don't all die from perpetual winter. So, <laughs> so, so I'm not going to thank you. I'm going to blame you. That's, that's what that's what it is. Well, I also push us towards winter at the summer solstice. Does, does that oh. help? <laughs> All right, I'll let you have that one too. With, without summer, we don't have food and grains, which gives us beer. So you know. Okay, I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was going to say there are winter berries. There are winter things that we can that grow. Yeah. They're hard to find, but they're out there. But yeah, barley and, and grains are not typically. <laughs> and then eventually that boar becomes a personification, but it's more of a barbarian type of thing. But then as culture and uh, humanity, not so much evolves because they're already humans, but as things progress and we become more cultured, the hog father goes from being, you know, this almost boar-like creature 
to more humanoid, but with huge tusks, but with furs, and then eventually becomes pretty much similar to the Santa Claus that we know, although not quite. He still has tusks and stuff. <laughs> and instead of reindeer, he has boars that lead him around the world. But yeah, it's, it's just a neat take on how holidays sort of evolve along with humanity. So yeah, uh, I think that's all I have, but we just thought we'd share a little more Christmassy yeah. holiday joy. Did you have anything else, Jody? Man, I did, and it just slipped my mind. <laughs> oh, oh, um, it, no, the Hogfather, and that made me think of Uncle Crimbo. <laughs> yes, uh, for those who play Kingdom of Loathing, the online game. Yeah, Uncle Crimbo. He should be getting ready to make an appearance in the kingdom. Oh, he should. Yeah. Huh, you know, any of our listeners, if you want to play Kingdom of Loathing, if you'd like to join our clan, hit us up. <laughs> yeah, it's the Almost Humans. You, you all get it, right? <laughs> <laughs> if they're KISS fans, they should. <laughs> That's what you get when you let me pick the clan name. <laughs> yeah, well. Um, so, yeah, so we hope you have a, a good holiday. Don't think we'll do any more of these holiday-themed ones because uh, this will be coming out right before Christmas. Yeah. Uh, but we wish you a happy solstice and Merry Christmas and Hanukkah and Kwanzaa and uh, what, there how many of them out there for Christmas and wintertime? I, I, I don't know. Merry Yule. Yeah. Yeah. So I usually say happy holidays because it pisses people off. I know. It's. I mean, I'm just telling you to have fun with whatever the hell you want to have fun with. Heaven forbid. Exactly. So happy holidays from us. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll, we'll talk to you soon. Yep. <laughs> Bye. Bye. The Macabre Manor is brought to you by the Twin Terrors. All rights reserved. Stay tuned for some fun outtakes. Yay. <laughs> Damn it, I'll pop open my beer. I was going to say it a little early, but you're an hour ahead of me. <laughs> <laughs> and either way, the answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask where they were out of, but you already told me. Ah. <laughs> I read our mind. <laughs> <laughs> I have my notes here. Jody says he's gonna jump in some. Never <laughs> like, mind. What? <laughs> now give us the figgy pudding. <laughs> what? <laughs> I said, said fig, not pigs. <laughs> oh. no, I was gonna say, you know what that means? Okay, yeah, I get the, the Muppets reference. Okay. <laughs> and pork. What? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, taboos. Hey, we were talking about cannibalism before we started recording. <laughs> See? <laughs> Full circle. <laughs> I wasn't expecting you to bring up Wendigo. <laughs> Nobody expects me to bring up Wendigo. <laughs> the iconic voice for that character is always going to be Boris Karloff. Only the uh, tigers any... singing the song. Oh, yeah, yeah. Thurl Ravencroft. Yeah. Yeah. Bleh. Bleh. Blah. Oh, he's in Jessica Jones. He was the main bad guy in the first oh. scene. He was Kilgrave. Kilgrave. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right.